May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't believe it. Familiar words? Who's that from then? Victor Meldrew, yes. One foot in the grave, or even an episode of Father Ted comes out. I don't believe it. Familiar feeling at times? I don't believe what's just happened. Or even to go to a TV advert. I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe this thing is going on. You know, we have trouble believing things sometimes, don't we? Things we hear, things we've seen, things we've been told, even things we experience. I just can't believe that's true. You know, I've seen adverts on Facebook recently for a new dairy-free butter that you can't tell isn't dairy, is dairy-free. Actually, it's not too bad, it just doesn't spread quite the same. You know, we go in the scriptures, we've got St Thomas. I don't believe that Jesus has risen. I won't believe until I can put my finger in the holes in his hands and feet and put my hand in his side. Belief leads into doubt, or doubt leads into belief. We can't believe something, therefore we're doubting. In the Old Testament reading today, in Genesis, we heard something of Abraham. We then hear Paul speaking about him in the epistle to the Romans. Abraham and his wife were old, very old, beyond childbearing years. They'd never had any children. And then God says, I'm going to populate the earth through your descendants. You're going to be the father of mighty nation. I don't believe it. I suspect Abraham will have said, how can this be the case? <coughs> Come on, that's balmy. The same with John the Baptist's parents, didn't we? It's too old. It's disgraceful. Never having, having had a child. I don't believe it's possible. It's too late. But then there's God's promise to Abraham. You're going to be the father of a mighty nation. Madness. Who could believe such a crazy thing? Abraham did. It was God's promise. Abraham believed. Abraham trusted in God's promise. He had faith. And those promises came to fruition. Abraham didn't believe because there was firm proof in advance. Abraham didn't believe because there was a powerful argument putting aside all the oppositions. Just had faith and trust in God's promise to him, no matter how mad, how unbelievable, how ridiculous that might have seemed. He believed that God's promises to him were true. Do we believe, truly believe, God's promises to us? Or are we sometimes a bit like Victor Meldrew? I don't believe it. I know I've heard it, but I don't believe it. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Yeah, but I don't believe it, I'm a sinner. God loves you so much. Yeah, but I don't believe it. Sound familiar? It does to me at times, to be honest. We're told these things, we proclaim these things, but actually believing them, having faith in them, can be a challenge, can't it? And in the Gospel reading also we hear Nicodemus. Father Darren's probably the only one who will understand this reference, not Nicodemus and Pliers. Um, music from the 1990s. I always start thinking about Pliers when I hear Nicodemus. Nicodemus and Jesus... And then Jesus saying, you can't enter the, you can't see the kingdom of God without being born from above. You can't enter the kingdom of God without being born again. And Nicodemus says, I don't believe it, that's madness. You can't be born again, surely. Jesus refers to being born of the Spirit, being made new. I'm a new creation in God. How does that work? Can we believe it? Can we trust it? Can we have faith in Jesus' promise to us that we are made new by water and the Spirit? That we are made new as Christians, as followers of Jesus? That in our baptism we literally enter death and enter into new life as followers of him? Do we believe it or do we just say, I don't know, uh, it's a nice thing to think about, but well, is it really true? I'm not sure. Does it really matter? Surely it matters immensely. This is at the core of our being. We are a new creation <coughs> through Jesus Christ. Do we have faith that God loves us so much that Jesus was born? As we are told in today's Gospel reading, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. Not God was so fed up with the world that he sent his only son to beat us up into submission. No, God loved the world so much that Jesus was born. To live here, to walk the same earths, experience the same rubbish that we experience. To know what it is to be human. Because God loves us so much that he wanted us to be reconciled with him. Do we have faith and trust that that is true? It can be a struggle sometimes, can't it? How can God love me so much, we ask? Mind you, then we look at the history of the church over these last 2,000-ish years. One struggle, one crisis after another, hasn't it been? One heresy after another, we're reminded in the Old Testament there's nothing new under the sun because these same things are happening over and over again. But the church is still here, despite all that's happened. Because God has not, does not, will not give up on us. And with that in mind, what is God doing now? What crazy things is God up to in the life of the church, in the life of this community, and in our own individual lives come to that? What is God doing? Are we interested? Do we hope? Do we trust that God has a plan somehow? Or do we think actually now nah, that's all over, let's just switch off the lights, lock the door and go home and forget about all of it? <laughs>
hope that's not the case. What plans has God got for the people of God, for the mission of God here in Pontlottin? I wonder. Do we believe that that might actually, or is actually the case? Or do we say, God bothered with Pontlottin? I don't believe it. Maybe during this season of Lent, we could be listening, dreaming, imagining what God might be up to. Remember a passage in the Old Testament, old men seeing visions, young men dreaming dreams, or the other way around, I forget which way around it is. Young and old coming to experience something of what God is wanting to do through dreams, through visions, through experiences. Not a, not a case of only the clergy can get an idea, or only those who've been in church forever can get an idea, or those who are new can get an idea, or those who are young can get an idea. All people, in their own ways, experiencing, discerning what God is wanting to do. Or is that just impossible? You just say, I don't believe it. It's not possible God's bothered us. If we feel like that, we go back to Abraham. Madness. Crazy. How could God be saying such a thing? This old man, old woman, being the father and mother of a mighty nation. But it was true. And so what is God wanting to do here? What might, through the power of God, not through our own power, be possible? Let us listen, let us discern, let us dream, let us discover God's plans. Think the impossible even. Why would God bother with Pontlottin, we might ask? Why would God bother with a place where different areas of this parish have been known in the past as Sodom and Gomorrah? Why would God bother with such a place? Why indeed? <coughs> the answers at the end of the gospel today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God is bothered with Pontlottin because God loves the world. God loves the world so much that Jesus was born. That is what we are told. As we reflect on those words, I wonder who are we more like? Are we more like Victor Meldrew saying, I don't believe it? Or are we all more like Abraham? Believing, trusting, discovering, setting foot into what God has in store. May we discover what God is doing in this place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.